Are you tired of the same old business advice? Welcome to the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's redefining entrepreneurial success one unscripted and candid conversation at a time. Get ready to soak up unfiltered stories of triumph, failure, and everything in between from trailblazers who are rewriting the rules of the game and building thriving businesses on their own terms. So if you're ready to level up your impact, income, and joy, all while staying true to your unique vision, you're in the right place. This is the Liberated CEO Experience. Welcome back, change-making entrepreneurs and impact drivers. You're plugged into another trailblazing episode of the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's all about empowering you to make waves and shape a business that leaves a lasting imprint. I'm your host, Ty Goodwin, and today we're pulling back the curtain on a powerful medium, podcasting. We're privileged to have the outstanding Phil Better, the host of four successful podcasts, including Investing Yourself, a digital entrepreneur podcast, and Money Grows on Trees, the podcast, which 18 months after launching, the show became the number one how-to in the personal finance podcast category, and has generated over seven figures in revenue. Phil is revered in the podcasting world for his knack of transforming good podcasts into great ones, helping entrepreneurs amplify their message and make a bigger impact through this potent platform. He's on a mission to help launch over 100 million podcasts that bring the host the ability to live their dream life. In this episode, we're going to explore the ins and outs of podcasting as a tool for creating more impact, discussing strategies for crafting compelling content, connecting with your audience, and amplifying your influence. We'll also touch on AI and podcasting. Phil's going to share invaluable insights from his vast experience, giving you the inside track on harnessing the power of podcasting in your entrepreneurial journey. Spoiler, he also shares a powerful personal story. So if you're ready to amplify your impact and make your voice heard in the entrepreneurial landscape, then you're in the right place. Settle in and crank up the volume and let's delve into the world of impact making podcasting with the phenomenal Feel Better right here on the Liberated CEO Experience. All right. So you always know that I am always excited when I get to have amazing conversations. And sincerely, there has never been a guest that I have not had a really amazing conversation with. I'm really excited today because one of the things we're going to be talking about, and just one of the things, is how you can get started using podcasts. And in our program, we teach our folks about using podcasts as a leverage way to get traffic. And I've got a masterful, brilliant guest who this is what he does, right? This is what he does. So Phil, I am so excited that we get to continue our conversation. Ty, it is a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk more about podcasting because it's like my lifeblood. It's all I do every day. So when I get to just sit and talk, usually I'm the one asking questions. So being flipped on its head, being the one asked questions, it's going to be a little nerve wracking for me, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I'm sure this will be smooth sailing for you. Now, I consider myself an OG when it comes to podcasting because like way back in the day, I'm not going to say like, well, I will say that. I think I started my first podcast around 2007, 2008. And it was back in the day when there were companies like TalkShoe and Blog Talk Radio. And I remember one of the guys that actually interviewed me for his podcast he did it on his commute. He had a two-hour commute to work. And so he was literally recording his podcast in his car 
while he was commuting. Now podcasting has gotten all fancy. <laughs> We're a little fancier, a little fancier. A little fancier. But let's talk about the first layer of podcasting. What do you see as the trends? Because it's been around for a while, right? So podcasting has been around pretty much since the invention of the internet. Like the minute the internet was invented, some dude was like, you know what? I'm going to put my voice on the internet. Unfortunately, it became very expensive because you have to remember back in the day, internet was using dial-up. And for those who don't know what dial-up is, and I know there's probably <laughs> a few of them, it was a really annoying sound-making device that used physical phone lines. Yes, before we had cell phones, we had physical lines that we plugged into the wall and it would go really slow. Like imagine the slowest day of the internet you've ever had, times it by 10, put it in the ice and put it on molasses. That's how slow the internet was. It sometimes took a day to download an image, people. So you can imagine using audio and uploading it, it would take long to upload and take long to download. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't very viable. And then we fast forward and then the iPod kind of, and then listening to podcast was even harder because you have to go to a website download the audio it was not fun and then we had the steve jobs come out with how could you have a thousand songs in your bucket the shuffle or whatever it was called back then was created and then podcasting just exploded from there there are still i have to say there are still people who are doing their podcast in their car which i still find very dangerous because you're supposed to be paying attention to the road And as everybody who's ever talked on the phone knows, you're paying attention to everything else except for what you're doing when you're talking on the phone. So I can just imagine while you're recording a (laughs) podcast, trying to make sure you hit your points and stuck in traffic. Oh, my gosh. It was a different time back then. But I think that's so interesting when we talk about the technology and how slow it was back then. It was like so cool because it was online. And so, yeah, podcasts have been around for a while And there's still podcasts that are being created every day. There's still so many people that are just discovering the beauty, I think, of podcasts because you get to listen to bite-sized stuff. So what are you seeing like as far as some of the trends with podcasts right now? The trend I'm seeing right now at this very moment is a lot of AI podcasts because that's the hot topic right now. And because I've been in the podcasting industry just over about a decade now, I came in just maybe before the true crime explosion. I started in there. I I was more of the pop culture movie fandom. That's how I got started. So I was in that world before I moved into the general podcasting and the entrepreneurship that I do now. And so like when true crime popped off, I see you saw the huge climb in true crime because females, for some reason, enjoy learning about murderers. And that's scary to me. I could never understand why. And that's fine. And then when Joe Rogan hit the $100 million, you saw the spike in business-oriented podcasts. Now it went from being, oh, it's just what people do as a hobby to, wait, we can make serious money. And podcasters have been making serious money since the beginning yeah, through different means, either selling courses, selling subscriptions, Patreon, Buy Me a Coffee, all these different platforms that are there to monetize and help podcasters or help creators generate revenue from their art that they're doing. So now I'm kind of seeing a more AI generated type of podcast or podcast based on the AI, because that's what's so hot in the news right now with ChatGPT and all that. So we were at a lull of a lot more business oriented podcasting. 
and now I'm seeing more AI. Everybody's talking about AI in the space and how it's going to change the game. You have Capshow, you have, oh, there's so many different ones. Capshow is the one that comes to mind because they were the first in the space regarding podcasters using AI. And like, this is how great Capshow is. You upload your audio to this program and they will give you episode title, episode show notes, transcript. You can get a blog post. You can get a Facebook post. You can get a LinkedIn post, Instagram, Twitter threads, like all this amazing stuff. And it's before I would have to listen to it, <laughs> I would have to transcribe it or I would have to pay someone to transcribe it. Then I would have to come up with the ideas and all this stuff. And now it takes me, what, like 20 seconds and it's done? Yeah. Like the tools and AI, there's so much fun stuff. And But yeah, the current trend right now is more AI generated podcasts. How can we get so many AI podcasts out there? Yeah. So can we talk about that for a minute? Because I'm the tech geek with this stuff, but I want to break it down for audiences. So when we're talking about AI generated podcasts and podcast related content, are you talking about like uploading what your ideas are and then the chat is going to create the content for your podcast? So, yeah. So let's say I'll use an example. I use it. I use it for my show. I do a live show every Friday in my Facebook group where I go live. I talk about how podcasters can use podcasting to grow, monetize everything that's podcast related. I'll talk about it on my show. And it's mm -hmm. a one lesson every episode, something that's specific to podcasters. So this week, so beginning of the year in December of last year, I was like, I need to come up with episode titles. So I went to chat GPT and I was like, I primed it. So one of my prompts, and this is something that you learn after using it, it's because it's just a general intelligence. It's going to give you just general intelligence backs if you ask. Mm -hmm. But if you prime it beforehand by going, hey, act as a podcast manager or podcast producer, I will provide you X, Y, and Z, and you will provide me with ABC, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I did. I just put in, I was like, act like a podcast manager. I will provide you the topic of the podcast. You will provide me with episode titles and a hook point, a 10 word hook for the episode. Enter. I said, give me 52. Gave me 52 topics with hook points. And I'm like, okay, now I have all my podcast episodes. I have mm -hmm. at least the basis of my episodes Then I take it and I go acting as a podcast manager. I will give you the title and hook. You will provide me with the outline and five catchy titles. And boom, now I have this outline that I can use to fill out mm -hmm. for all my episodes. So now my workload has dropped dramatically because yeah. I'm not trying to sit and go, okay, I need to come up with ideas and hook points and all this. I'm using it as a tool to accelerate and create a more efficient system for me. And what's insane is as I'm doing this, I'm on TikTok and this random thing, cause I was like, just liking and liking <laughs> like a thousand AI things. Cause these are people who know more about AI than I do. So I'm going to yeah. use their advice and they're giving me, Oh, we use this for how we do podcasting and all that. And the priming was something I learned from TikTok. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, Oh, you can get it to be smarter. <laughs> Wait, it's already like genius level IQ here. Now I can make it into supreme intelligence uh -huh. by just priming it. So I saw this guy, he created a program. It was so genius. Mm. It's called gptboss.com. And if you go uh -huh. there, use my referral code Feel Better, just because it's amazing. It is five employees. I think he's at 10 now, but he's yeah. five that work really well 
employees that are all AI generated. So you have a business coach, you have a sales coach, you have a social media marketing manager, you have like, uh, like a lot. And he calculated, he's like, just on the five that are like fully formed. The others are like have bachelors. The others are like masters. So based on the five that he has, he took the medium income of those people. And it's like about 60,000. He's saving 300,000 a year if one person uses it because of the suite of the employees that he's using. Yeah. He has a thousand daily users. Wow. So he is saving or he's destroying quote unquote, depending on which way you look at it, 300 million with these employees that he created on chat GPT for, and I'm like, I want to make one for podcasts. And he's like, it's already in the works. I'm like, damn it. But yeah, this is what like AI can help you take your podcast further, can help business owners. Like if you're a small business and you can't afford a social media manager, you have this whole platform that you can just put in, Hey, give me content strategy for this type of business and it will give you it. And then you're just like, okay, now I have to implement it. And it's for podcasters, the same thing. Like you can put in, give me episode titles like I did. And then you have all your episodes and you can just talk Mm -hmm. at length. Yeah, this is fascinating. I see a lot of people getting afraid of it. Like, oh my gosh, it's got to replace jobs. To me, it's like a big brain trust. For those of us that are creative ideators and you want to talk ad nauseum about your topic, about what you're into, right? Now you've got something that can give you that feedback back. And so I kind of like that idea. And it makes our, I think it helps us tap into our creativity more. It does. So anything that comes into this space or any space that disrupts the space, and AI is like disrupting everything, any space. I look at it as there's going to be two people. You're going to have the old school people who are like, no, this is going to ruin society or it's going to ruin our life. Or the people are like, how can I use this to make my life easier? Mm. And for the general public, it's, oh, they hear like all the scary stuff with AI, like taking over the world, nuking us and all these scary things. And I'm looking, I'm like, first off, we already have nuclear warheads. We're screwed. If you're scared of nuclear war, have you been paying attention to the news lately? Yeah. But AI is just a tool like anything else. Like nuclear power can either give us unlimited resource energy that we don't have to, and clean energy, Mm -hmm. relatively clean, you know, or we can make weapons of war that destroy. Like it's a tool and it all depends on how we use it. And AI, yes, it's going to replace some jobs, but at the current stage where it's at, it doesn't have the human touch. So I created a script for YouTube because I wanted to see like, how good is this? I got a script. I looked at it and I'm like, it lacks personality. It lacks the human touch. It's factually correct. It's factually good. It gets the points across, but it sounds like a a monotone professor in high school would, you know, and it's like, okay, there's no flavor to it. The creativity is not there. And that's at this level, of course, it's just a general intelligence. It's not actually artificially intelligent. It's just like, I have a lot of information. I'm book smart. Yeah. Even beyond that, though, it's never going to replace the human personality. You know, it's never going to replace your personality. And I think what we've got to remember is we need to bring our authenticity into what we do. It's because it's never going to replace that. Yeah. It's weird because as a podcaster, I have to learn every aspect of digital marketing, which means I need to learn how to copyright. I need to learn how to do Facebook ads. I need to know how to do graphic design to appeal, how to do brand marketing, all this, because I can't pay anyone to do it. I have to learn it because like podcasting, unless you're coming from a multi-billion dollar company that can spend the money on these people, you don't have the funds to do it. So you have to learn how to do it. And 
AI helps you dramatically because it covers a cost. But one of the biggest things you learn is people are listening to you. They want you. You are the secret sauce to your success. You attract the people who are coming to you. So if you have an AI generated everything, and I know there's a podcaster and I'm on like thousands of podcasters email list, which is sometimes annoying, but at the same time, it keeps me ahead of the game. And I like to call it podcast hacking (laughs) because Russell Brunson, if no one doesn't know who Russell Brunson is, you're doing yourself a disfavor. This man is helping entrepreneurs and small businesses across the world with his click funnels. And he does funnel hacking. So mm-hmm. he jumps into a product and he goes through their funnel to see how good it is, what he can steal, like what he can hack from it to make it better or help him be better. Right. And it's fair because he puts in the money to buy the product. I do the reverse with podcasting. I get on your email list, see what your email list is, or I try and come into your guest funnel. If you have guests or your social media funnel, I try and find what are you doing to make your podcast successful? And then I hack it and go, okay, how do I reverse engineer it? And now how do I sell it to my clients and say, hey, this is actually worthwhile or how can I incorporate it into mine and then become a better podcaster? This one podcaster that I'm on his email list, he's making a podcast called The Soulless Podcast. <laughs> and it's 100% AI generated. He's using something like ChatGPT to create the script. He's using, I think he's using an Amazon voice Because you can get access to the Amazon voice, or he's using one of the other thousands of voice generating AI products that are out there. The only human interaction Mm -hmm. is his editing, like putting the intro, the outro, that's it. And doing all the manual work to get the content put up. And I'm like, it's genius. Mm, It's genius because he's attempting to show like, hey, you're going to get content out of this. How good is the content? You can literally listen to an AI generated podcast. Now, whether or not he's experimenting with the prompts that he's putting into the podcast, I don't know Uh if he's just doing basic level. Cause like the first time I put in, went to chat GPT, I was like, Hey, this do this. Mm -hmm. And then you start learning, you revert, you start engineering better prompts, getting better information. And I've seen the different information from using a simple prompt to using more complex prompts that make it think that it's not an AI, but it's a like 10th level black belt. I don't know. (laughs) And like, it comes out with this really, like really detailed thing. And people who are experts going, that's like, like next level. That's not junior level stuff that most people can use, but most people are using it, not even in the correct way. Like this is like one of the best things. It's like, you can learn everything you need from podcasting. So like you're listening to someone listening to this. They're like, I never heard of chat GPT. They're already, because I'm like, you have to learn how to prompt and use specific prompts. They're already going to start trying the prompts. So they've already jumped a level. Exactly. And that's why I love podcasting. And that's uh, the tools and the stuff that is coming. Ah, podcasting. Yeah, this is exciting, especially if you're that person who's got a lot of ideas and the content creation and it's just going to make it so much easier. It reminds me of, oh, I just had the name of it, that movie with where they were calling the women computer hidden figures. And if you ever seen that, that movie and um, they were calling the women computers because that's what I need a computer. And it was a woman. And then at some point they got a big IBM and the woman was really smart. 
And she knew that it was going to replace them. So what she did was she taught her team of women how to use the computer. And that's kind of how I feel we are right now. If you're worried about AI, whether you're using it for podcasting or scripts or sales or books or whatever, all the things that people are using it for, don't worry about it. Just learn how to make it work to your advantage. And that's the same thing that we have to do with anything, like even with podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. How can we make podcasts work to our advantage? And so before we turn, because we've got another piece of this conversation that I definitely want to get into, but I do want to talk about one thing because I hear a lot of people say that, oh, I'm going to market my business and I'm going to have a podcast. And when I hear that, my bells go off because I'm like, you do realize that then you have to market your podcast. So it's not just like you have a podcast and you're going to get all these listeners and now they're going to buy your product or services. So can you talk a little bit about for anybody who is thinking about using quote unquote podcasting as a marketing tool, like what are some of your best recommendations that they need to do? Like, give me like your top three things that they want to do if they're going to be marketing using podcasts. All right. I'm going to give you a hack that's going to save you a lot more time. So starting a podcast is it's time consuming. If you don't have a team, if you're one person and you're like, oh, I'm going to add this to the list of tasks I have to do as a business owner, it's going to be a shitty podcast. I'm sorry if we're not allowed to swear. I'm not sure. No, that's fine. Okay. (laughs) I'm always confused. It's not going to be worth your time. It's going to be too much. It's too time consuming unless you're outsourcing everything else other than the just recording of the podcast. Sponsor a podcast. Find a podcast that is in your niche that is not run by a business that's an independent. So if you are a marketing podcast, find someone that talks about marketing podcasts or marketing anything in the marketing world and say, hey, I want to sponsor you indefinitely. I want to purchase your podcast. I want you to put XYZ company presents topic the podcast and beginning of the podcast at the end of the podcast you talk about my business you give a 15 and then a 30 a 15 second role and then a end of the podcast role talking about coming to book on my service or whatever it is so if you're a restaurant look for a podcast that talks about food or if you're a sports restaurant look for a podcast that talks about sports because you know it well inclined if you're a marketing podcast or a marketing company look for a podcast that's talks about marketing in your niche or specifically real estate. If you're marketing for real estate agents, look for a real estate podcast Mm -hmm. because then real estate agents probably going to listen to it or someone's going to hear about this and they're going to connect it. And then you have the podcast doing all the work to your business and you have zero work. All you have to do is sign a little check and you're helping the ecosystem of podcasting generate money. That's what I would say if you're like, I want to start a podcast. And then you're like, holy crap, there's a lot of work to do. (laughs) Because not only are you a producer, director, you're like everything on the the whole team is you when you start. And then you start making some money and hiring people. But if you don't have the money to hire, you do it yourself. But if you're like gung-ho and you're like, I want to become Joe Rogan of the podcasting of your podcasting world. Cool. First thing you do is you figure out who you want to help. You go down to the basics. It's going back to your ideal client, your ideal listener. They're the exact same person. And if you can't figure that out, then your business is probably not doing well. But (laughs) once you know who you're serving and you've been serving that person a lot, ask them what questions they want answered, what problems they have, and then just create, get 52 of those and just record 15 minute episodes on that. Mm -hmm. answering it either high level or in depth, however you want. 
that is going to allow you to create the 52, like the a full year worth of episodes. And then you edit it and then you upload it and then you just release them and then you just promote it. It's so simple that we overcomplicate it. Like you can just go to ChatGPT, put in your niche, give me 52 episode titles, boom, you have 52 episode titles on your niche. And you can talk about that or you can answer actual questions from your audience. If they say, if you're always answering like a dentist, let's take a dentist, for example, a great podcast for a dentist is answering the questions like, how often should I floss? You should be flossing once to twice a day or after every meal. If you can't floss after every meal, then at least when you wake up and when you go to bed, you should be flossing. Obviously, you go, you can give a little history, you can go into more of it. But now you have a question that you can put on your website that Google will rank yeah. and will drive people to your website. So you can make it even more in depth with like, Montrealers, how often should you <laughs> floss? If you're a Montreal dentist, put mm -hmm. Montreal, how often should you floss? Now yeah. you have a question. People can write it. It's going to tag them in the location. Because if I write in, how often should I floss? I'm in Montreal. Google knows that. Mm -hmm. The title of the episode is Montreal. So it's like, perfect. Boom. Right. And then you have this episode. I listened to it. And at the beginning of the ad said, the beginning, this is Dr. Johnson from the dentist of peel street if you're looking for great teeth cleaning come get one now and you get free cleaning because you heard of us you put a little bit of an ad do the episode the end says more information and boom you have this ad that's constantly rolling for you that's online that you've never need you don't have to pay ever again for and it's now taking marketing to the next level that's the power of podcasting it's marketing on the next level with whether you're promoting a podcast or you're sponsoring a podcast and you're paying for them to always say your name in the podcast, it's there forever. You pay once and it's, it continually decreases the cost of that ad until it comes, it starts paying you, or you just create episodes based on the questions that your audience or your client asks. And now you have something that you never have to answer again. And I actually have an episode on it. This is an email question, obviously, or a message in social media. You can give them a quick answer. Oh, it's four to five. But if you want some more details on why, here's a link to the podcast episode. Boom. Now you're never answering questions again. You're getting an extra download. That pops you up on the ranking, right? And then they can now share that with their friends and seem like a super smart person. Go, oh, I know how often you have to do this. Here's a podcast episode. Well, you're providing value for people. And that's what really, that's what great marketing does. I always say marketing is about 80% education, right? You're educating people that they have a problem. You're educating people that there's a solution to the problem. And ideally you're educating people that you are the best solution for them. And that's what that, that content does. One of my favorite ways to use podcasts is to actually be a guest on other people's podcasts, which is how we connected, right? Yes. And I, I say that to people all the time, because like you said, you can do the easy podcast where you're creating the answers and those kind of things. And that's content. But if people, a lot of people, they, you're right. They overcomplicate it. And they say, I'm going to create this podcast. And I'm going to have all these guests and I'm going to have this music. And, and they don't realize the production costs and the time costs with all of that. And so the middle ground for us has been find people that already are talking to your audience and just show up and be rugged on the podcast. Oh, and that's no. going to get you some visibility.
100%. This is something I do. Like I'm a podcast consultant. So I do everything when it comes to podcasting. I do this, the bespoken, what I call bespoken podcasting, which is creating a podcast for business that they don't need to do anything. We'll create this content. You sponsor, you pay me, I'll find the host. I'll create the show. It's directed to your ideal audience. You just sponsor it. Because my goal is to make a hundred million podcasts and businesses take too long. I can get something up and running in a day. That's how, like how fast I move. And I have podcasters. I'm like, look, I'm willing to pay you. You willing to be a host here are four episodes. Here's your money, read it. And we're done. And then they just come back every month and I'm helping podcasters make a living, but I'm also helping businesses make a living. So I do bespoken podcasting. And one of the things I tell my guests or my clients, it's like they come on my podcast and this is something I tell them all the time. I use my podcast for Legion. So like I'm talking with a client time someone comes on my podcast they're a potential client for me either I make them a podcast or I help them grow their podcast whichever way it goes so when they go yeah I'm not really down for having a podcast I'm like okay this is what you're going to do you're going to go to a website called Refonic. you're going to put in a podcast that one of your clients has told you oh I listen to this podcast because and it matches your what you identify as in your industry you put it in then in Refonic, at the bottom, there's a 3D graph. You put in the name of a podcast, it will show you what all the other listeners of that one podcast listen to. Nice. So now you have a web of at least a dozen, depending on the size of the podcast, a dozen other podcasts that you can apply to that have your ideal listener because you already have confirmation that one of your clients listens to it, then there's must be other clients that potentially can listen to it. So now you go into all those podcasting, you double your chances of finding your or triple 10 times it because people are going to listen to it. Right. They're already listening to on that other podcast. You're already talking to your ideal audience. You don't have to do all the work. The host is going to put all the work to promote it, do all the work to get this episode out. You just continually add value on value on value. And then people are going to love you. Now, to take it to the next level, because <laughs> normally it takes six months to see an ROI as a guest. But if you go, I'm willing to put $100 behind it to promote this episode on Facebook ads, on YouTube ads, on TikTok ads, on Bing ads, even because people use Bing and now and bringing it back to the AI, Microsoft is going to be integrating it in open AI into their systems. Yeah. So Bing is now going to take over until Google releases its Lamba, which uh-huh. is people are saying is an actual true artificial intelligence. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I heard about Bing and Microsoft and that Google was getting a little scared. <laughs> yeah. So I can't confirm this is all rumor and speculation, but there was a, someone who, an employee who left Google that said that Google's artificial intelligence is already starting to question whether or not it's real. Like it's starting to have that existential crisis. Now, again, this is unconfirmed. I can't confirm it, but it's Google. Come on now. Well, when you think about the amount of data and the language and all the stuff that Google has amassed as far as like people searching and all, just all the different pockets that it plays in, it's exciting to know what they're cooking up over there, right? I saw a podcast episode a clip actually, where this entrepreneur was working with a former employee, like Mm -hmm. project manager, something at Google. And they were talking about some of the applications that Google creates. Now, these are $100 million businesses Mm -hmm. that Google will create in their silo because that's what they do. They just create because they all the data. They will kill 
the business that they create. If you take it out of Google, put it out, mm -hmm. it's a hundred million dollar business, but because it doesn't make a billion dollars or like 500 million, it's not worth it. And they'll just yeah. kill it. Talk about so imagine, imagine all the businesses that are uh -huh. sitting right now inside Google that are hundred billion dollar industries. Right. They're probably making industries on mm -hmm. industries and yeah. Google's like, ah, not worth our time or effort. But yeah, that's, that's what's coming down with this big tech. Like I know Amazon probably is working on an artificial intelligence so that it, they can sell more products. Google is already doing it to create search engines to the next level. Microsoft is going to do something to like, Microsoft is doing something with open AI into their things. I was on another podcast. We were actually, I was talking with the creator of GPT boss. I had him on my podcast, mm -hmm. an amazing episode, by the way, but we are now in a new age. Like we had the analog to digital, which we were growing up in. Right. I was born before computers were technically alive. <laughs> they were around, but they weren't like widespread. There were government and scientists had mm -hmm. them, not every day. And so I grew up and then we got pre-internet. We had the internet. There was life before computers. There was life pre-internet. And now we're life for AI. And now we're in life after AI. Our world has shifted, seismic shifting. Podcasting is pushing AI out more and more because more people are talking about it. You'll hear it more on the news, all this stuff. And you should start a podcast now because it's the only way you're going to do marketing because it's an ad for your business. Yeah. It's an ad for your business that plays in per perpetuity. Yes. I think a podcaster would know how to speak. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. This has been so much fun. And so for those of you who listen to Liberated CEO, you know, we're a little bit different around here because, you know, there are lots of podcasts that are going to tell you how to do things in business and you can get the one, two, three steps. And yeah, that's great. My focus has always been, yeah, we're going to talk about some of that, but I always want to give my guest an opportunity to talk about something that they don't usually get to talk about because here's what I believe in business. There's a million and one people that do things online we've got a marketing agency. There's a whole bunch of marketing agencies. There's people that do podcasts, but what you don't have are the personalities. And this kind of ties back into what we talk about with the AI, right? Mm -hmm. like we do business with people who we connect with. And so I want to dive into this topic because one of the questions I ask, and if you've been listening, you know, that I always ask my guests, like, what's one of the topics that you never really get to talk about? And so I've got another interview with a founding, a tech founder, right? Black woman tech founder. And we also talk about tarot, right? <laughs> I got another one who's a consultant or she teaches other six figure people how to start their own consulting businesses. But we are also talking about how she travels with her family because that's what she loves to do. And that's what she's built her business around. And so when, when Phil and I were talking, we were doing our prep for this, we found a really interesting topic. And I want to swerve and dive into this. And if you don't want to hear this part of the conversation, great. Go look at the rest of the show notes and take a look at all the links that we've given you for what Phil's been talking about. But if you're curious, and I think a lot of you are going to be, because I know my people, I want to dive into this other conversation. And I kind of want to reenact this, Phil. So let's act like you never had this conversation before a little bit. And I don't I know thinking, what we're talking about. I don't know. Where are we going with this? Yeah, it's just brand new. So Phil... <laughs> Out of all the things that you get to talk about, which are great because you've got a podcast, I'm curious, what's one of the things that you don't really get to talk about that you would love to share? Um, so this is the first time I'm going to be announcing this like publicly, if you will. So you're getting an exclusive, Ty. I like to talk about Norse paganism. 
because I'm becoming a Norse pagan, or at least I'm finding the spirituality in Norse paganism, something that resonates with me. For those who are listening, I am born Roman Catholic. I've been baptized, confirmation, communion, all that. So theoretically, under the word of God, I'm going or of the Christian God, I'm going to heaven because <laughs> I have those three things and God is all forgiving. How I understand the Roman Catholic God, he's all forgiving. So whether or not this paganism thing is wrong or whatever, I got my bases covered. I'm still going upstairs because as long as I say, I'm sorry, do you forgive me? <laughs> From what I understand, he's, you're cool, you're good. You're yeah. in. You haven't killed anyone. You haven't done the mortal sins. We're good. But it's something that's always appealed with me because hearing some of the stories and like now with like TV shows like Viking and Viking Van Hala and all these, so the last kingdom and all these things talking about this ancient culture that all we know are they're vicious people that try to kill. And then you actually learn about them and you're like, no, most of the Vikings were farmers. They were just looking for better land because up in Scandinavia, the land is shit (laughs) for farming and all that. And then you start going more and you're like, they're all vicious. They're blood eating and all this horrible things. And you're like, no, they're a community. Like Mm -hmm. they're only vicious is because the way their land is like they, they weren't lucky enough to land in like England and have all this fertile land or down in Africa with the fertile lands there or or all across. Like, look, we're in Canada, like six months out of the year, it's a frozen tundra. Okay. It is not fun. The Mm -hmm. ice, like the wind hurts my face during this time. So it's the same thing in Scandinavia. They have these beautiful floras and faunas, but it gets really cold and it sucks. So they had to go out and find things and just the way their community comes together. Everyone is respected. No one is looked out as an outsider. The elderly are taken care of. Their biggest thing is don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Be kind to your fellow man or your fellow Viking. Working together, being kind, supportive. That is like the base of what it is to be a Norse pagan. And then you go into, you learn more about their gods, right? They're not a monolithic, they're a polyolithic religion or way of life where each of the gods, they encumber something else of, and they have human personalities. You're able to connect with them because they're flawed. If we look at the Roman Catholic God, it's all powerful. They are like perfect. That's what they tell us anyway. That's what, yeah, that's what they tell us. And then they also tell us that we are made in the image of God. Exactly. And I'm like, if I'm made in the image of God, he's messed up. He's not perfect. And how does God like it? So it got really confusing for me. And so I moved into atheism, then the agnostic, because I'm like, there has to be something, because if not, then life is really boring. Mm -hmm. And then I moved into the paganism and then more specifically Norse paganism, because I liked the community. I won of course, Thor and all this and like the gods and they're very interesting because they have personalities and you learn about them. But I was drawn more to Odin because I'm someone that love. I'm a seeker of knowledge. I love knowledge. I love learning stuff. And okay. podcasting is one of the greatest tools to do it. Continually connecting to podcasting here. That's what my life is podcasting apparently, but I'm seeking this knowledge and Odin was the seeker of knowledge and he sacrificed his eye to get even more knowledge to be able to see more with his ravens in this and it's like you connect with that because the roman catholic god he's all seeing all knowing and it's like he didn't have to sacrifice he's just he just knew and it's i don't just know i have to seek and so you get connected with odin for me it's like that seeker of knowledge that seeker of wisdom yeah and then it's okay 
what do I need to do to connect more with this God? Because you can have this surface level, like, yeah, I respect the gods and the gods respect me. And I do this small like prayer to them every morning or a blessing from them. But then you have, you can go more and like, you can have as many gods as you want, which is really nice about being in a polyistic religion instead of a monolithic religion. You learn that, hey, this God is for this. And so you make tributes to each of the gods saying, thank you to Odin for the knowledge. And you leave some food or drink. And like for a time, like while I was learning, I was working at a pub. So I was, yeah. So here I'm learning about being a Norse pagan, a pagan, a heathen. Oh my God, it's horrible. You're a horrible human being because you're not following the main religion. And I'm learning about this. And then I'm like, okay, I have to do offerings to the gods. So here I'm, I'm at work. I work in a pub and I'm like, gods love alcohol. So every time I create, do a drink, I have to pour a drink or anything like that. There's obviously spill off because you're pulling offer. And so those are always my offerings to the wow. gods. Wow. So I'm always offering Odin a drink. And I don't drink at work when I don't drink. I have a beer, not a beer, but a drink occasionally, but I don't drink. I don't drink, go out to drink, or I don't go out specifically to bars. If I'm with my partner and she's like, oh, we're going to have a drink with dinner. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll have a drink. But I don't purposely look out to drink. I'm not anymore since COVID. So Mm -hmm. for me, every time someone buys me a drink, I'm like, thank you. They buy me a drink. I put it down and I go, this is an offering to the gods. Someone's offered me a gift and this gift I'm giving back to the gods so that I can thank the gods for the world that they've given me, the life that they've given me, the change that they've given me. And so I'm blessing the gods with this alcohol. Like I received a gift, but this gift is not for me. This is for the gods. And I find by doing that, it humbles you because yeah, like the logical part of my mind can tell me it does nothing there is no gods there's nothing all there there's no physical incorporation of Mm -hmm. these beings that we say but the part of me that just wonders is like what if though what if we die and i like the buddhist idea i grab from all different things because i'm like i like the idea like i like the buddhist idea that we're reborn like when we die boom you're reborn into a new life and depending on how good, how nice you were, depends on where you go in life. And I'm like, that is great. Cause then it's, if we do have that rebirth, a lot of people are becoming back as slugs. I'm just saying. <laughs> or um, and I'm like, and it gives you hope. You're like, you were a bad person in this life. I hope you come back as a slug and you believe in reincarnation. It's like, you're coming back as a slug. It's no longer hoping you're like, you're coming back as a slug. And so it gives you this chance. And in Norse paganism, you have different levels of your afterlife. Like we all know, I'm going to Valhalla. That's the warrior's place. But you have one for Freya. You have one for Thor. Odin has his. Bor. All the gods have their own hall. And each hall is a different thing. And it's a different level. So it's not only, oh, I have to die a warrior's death. That's not necessary. You can, if you were a warrior, you also can die an old man and you'll go into maybe Freya's house because that was the God that you prayed to. Mm-hmm. That was the God that you felt connected to. And that's what I love. There's not just this one place where everyone's going to be. You can end up sitting in a hall, drinking with the warriors and all the amazing people that and I hear their tales, if you will. Or you can be up in Freya's house, just chilling, relaxing, telling tales of how much help you gave or the love you spread. Yeah, I love this. My own spiritual journey. I consider myself a mystic. 
like you, I grew up in a church, really church, like I'm talking about five years of college and not a single party because I was in church so much, that kind of thing. And then have found my path into this whole place of being a mystic where we're seekers, right? And we want to learn. And I get excited when I talk to other people who have had their own journey. And one of the things I think is very interesting is that as we have become more technologically advanced and information has become more accessible to us, I am finding that it has also allowed people to let go of like religious beliefs that just don't seem to make sense or don't seem to serve everybody's highest good. And it's interesting because before the internet, we didn't have access to a lot of the information. We had people that wrote books, but sometimes the books were obscure. And in the U.S., we get the books that people want us to read and not the things that are going to open us up and really help us explore things. So it's interesting that the more technology, the more information that becomes available, I see more people kind of hunger for a deeper spiritual connection than the religious constructs that we were brought up with. Oh, 100%. We were told like when I, I don't, okay, I don't know the age range of your audience, but if you were born before the internet, uh, <laughs> so let's say if you were born before 1990, we'll go 95 even, we'll give the 95 or some millennials. If you consider yourself a millennial, even if you're a young millennial, older millennial or Gen Xer, we were told that the internet was going to decentralize the world and it's been slow web 1.0 kind of did but not everybody had enough access to it you had to have money to get access to the internet obviously right capitalism is always here then web 2.0 kind of opened it up it was like the second layer and we're building making things nicer understanding how we can make money off the internet we're moving into web 3.0 which i think is fully going to decentralize everything so like web one was information we were mostly academics were using it and finding cats <laughs> for some reason cats is always going to be prevalent i think cats and toddlers for two those two things for some reason not even dogs like i'm a dog person and i'm like dogs are good but then you see a cat get scared by a cucumber and you're like that's pure comedy right there. Listen, you're talking to somebody, this is a total sidebar, but you're talking to somebody who actually paid money to go watch a cat video conference. Don't ask me about it. I still have nightmares, but yeah, it was pretty bad. Please tell me it was around marketing and how you can use it for marketing. It was not. My daughter wanted to watch the cat oh videos. And so I took her and her best friend and we went to, it was, and it was a whole stadium full of people. That's the worst thing, Phil. A whole stadium full of people just watching nothing but, cat videos for three hours still have nightmares about it i, I can only understand <laughs> i can only imagine the nightmares that you would have but yeah so like web 1.0 was information and cat videos which like that decentralized access to information but didn't make it easy like you could go but you need to learn and then google came out and that's when web.20 came out and now we learned how to make money on web.20 was the capitalist because they're like oh wait there's money in these hills and like the 2001 bus and all that. So you had the, the dot-com bubble burst and all that. And then business owners were maybe not so much money, but Google continued and Apple continued to make money through the internet. And now we're into web 3.0 with NFTs, crypto, blockchain. And I'm like, it's fully decentralizing everything. Like the knowledge is now we have access to, we have the power to voice. There weren't people like us talking about the spirituality. Yeah. We had to, like you said, we had to search it out and you had to go to the library and the library could be banned because depending on where you were, depending on how the people in power reacted and all these things. And we know we're coming out of a darker age of control, hopefully yeah. more into the light and not into another, you turn into more control, but 
it's been decentralized and we have access to this. So more people are getting information. And I think we're going back to something that we had way before the industrial revolution, which was the collective consciousness. Now this is less into Norse paganism and more into the spirituality side, but it's something like when you leave an organized religion or hardcore religion, like Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, Islam, thank you. You don't really connect to the spiritual side of that religion mm -hmm. because it's no, you have to follow. This is how it is. It's not spiritual. Like I think it was around the third century after Christ passed, like after the sacrifice of Christ to humans to take away their sins. That's when they started caring about who Christ was and his birth. Mm -hmm. It wasn't before that. Early Christians didn't give a flying hoot and holler about right. the birth of Christ. And it was only afterwards when they were trying to get rid of paganism and all that, that it, mm -hmm. we started losing the connection to spirituality and we started revelation, revealing yeah. this person and putting it up there. So I feel with more and more the internet evolves, the more and more we get connected to the social consciousness or the collective consciousness as it is. So the ideas are flowing. We become more creative. We become more in tune. We become nicer because we're connected to the society. So I think once the industrial revolution happened, we removed ourselves from that social collective mm. and become individuals mm. because we're like, oh, I have to show out we're special. You can be special in a collective. You don't have to put down. And I feel creatives have always been connected to that because they're like coming up with these amazing ideas and they're putting ideas out there. So they're building the collective and they're taking from the collective. Mm -hmm. And when you start putting in creative business owners, now the collective, it's becoming smarter. They're learning how to tell other people. Like we're talking, we talked about AI. AI technically is a very complex topic because it's like it's using computers and not a lot of people understand how computer power works and like how does a supercomputer and all this but we made it like we talked about it in such a creative way mm -hmm. that someone else a percentage of your audience who is listening may actually take the second step and go search for this right. may try out chat gpt they never heard of chat gpt they may try it out and be like oh my god i can just list the ingredients in my fridge and have it come up with a meal. And I'm honest to God, I did that and it does work. <laughs> and so like now they're going there and now they're going, okay. And now they're connected to the collective. They're starting the connection back to that thing because they're going to start thinking about how can I use this right. to make my life better? And then they become creative and then they go down the world and eventually they probably become their own entrepreneur and whatever. But we're moving away and we're becoming more connected to that spiritual side yeah. that... I feel like religion is lacking. Yeah, I agree. I feel like religion for a lot of our history has been very much about power and control. And as you were speaking, I was really thinking about this connection of how the spirituality and where we're going as a collective people, it ties back into what AI is. It's a collective brain trust, right? So it's almost like it's mirroring what's happening in our world, as more and more people are in tune with each other, like this generation that my daughter is in, they're very much wanting to collaborate. It's all about community and it's collective. And AI kind of mirrors that, that same thing. So it's going to be very interesting to see how both of these things start to play out in the world. It's an exciting, bottom line, it's an exciting time to be alive, Phil, oh, yeah. right now. And it's an also, I'm going to tie this back because we got to wrap up our conversation. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, I talk too much. <laughs> no, I have loved this so much. It's been such a great conversation, but it's a great time to start a podcast. It's a mm -hmm. great time to start thinking about your ideas 
and being authentic and finding a way to communicate your ideas so that you can connect with other folks. And actually, if you're an entrepreneur, market your business. So as we wrap up, and I'm going to have to have you come back and we can talk more about some more stuff. This is so much fun. But one of the questions that I always ask as well is when you hear the term liberated CEO, what does that mean for you? What would it mean for you to be a liberated CEO, Phil? Who? that's a loaded question. I love it. It's a great question. Like the, what is one question you don't get to be asked is I love that. And I'm stealing that by the way, because yes. it's genius, but what it means to be a liberated CEO for me, I, the business works without me. I can take a year off and I don't have to worry that my business is not going to be working because yeah. it's on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Like if I want to grow it, then I have to get into the business and start doing the work. But if I just want to enjoy my life, I just want to be like, you know what? I want to travel this year. I don't want to work hard. I worked hard two years in a row. I just want this. I want to go to a different place each month and I can just have it on autopilot. And I'm like, I'm in Switzerland. I'm learning about the Indian culture in India, in Northern India. I'm climbing Mount Kilimanjaro because, you know, I thought I could and I'm halfway up and I'm regretting my decision, you know. <laughs> That's for me, that's a liberated CEO. And I personally, I think everybody should have this. I think we should be able to travel the world, explore and learn because yeah. you become better the more we incorporate things from other cultures. Agreed. Yeah. You're like, talking to someone who did it. I did it last year. We still hit multiple six figures, traveled every single month last year. And this year I started my year off in Colombia. I was oh. there for a few weeks. Right. And so, yeah, so it's a hundred percent possible. So I hope that you get to make that a reality for you. <laughs> oh, so I know it's coming. It's coming. It's, I, I can feel it. it in my bones. Last question, Phil, and there's going to be show notes. So all the things that Phil was talking about, all the links and all that stuff will be in the show notes. So make sure you check out those notes, make sure you subscribe. So you don't miss another one of these fantastic conversations, but Phil, for the people who really want to know, like right now, they don't want to read show notes. Where can they find out more about you and the services you offer for helping them with their podcasts? I'll make this really easy. As an entrepreneur, I hate selling, which is really weird because that's how I make my money. Mm -hmm. I have to sell stuff. But everything I know you can find online. It's not hard. It's just searching. So I'm going to make this really easy for you. If you want a place where you get to learn for free how to make your podcast better, it's I have a Facebook group. It's for independent podcasters. But if you're a business owner, you can still use it because the techniques and it's pretty much the same. To join it, just go feelbetterinc.com slash Facebook group. Simple as that. In there, you'll get daily articles on the topic. I do live streams every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. I'm in the group all the time. It's my favorite place. So you can go there. There's no spammy posts where it's listen to my podcast or like all the really annoying things that podcast groups have. I've decided, no, that's not how we're going to run this group. It's pretty much if you have a question about podcasting, how to grow your podcast, whatever it is about podcasting specifically to make your podcast better, that, that you can go to find. I have threads for it. I articles all the time, live stream. It's just feelbetterinc.com slash Facebook group. That will get you in right away. And just mention that you heard about it on the- uh, Liberated CEO experience. The Liberated CEO. Sorry. I just like, you have the marketing team. I know you have a marketing yeah. podcast. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
which podcast well, the liberating ceo or you heard it through ty and you're in for sure even if you don't have a podcast you're thinking about starting a podcast you want to know more about podcasting if it's for you join us every thursday and i'd love to answer your questions and give away all my knowledge for free because that's how i do things <laughs> i'm definitely going to check out the group like i said i've loved this conversation we're also going to include the link to i was on phil's show and so we'll include that link in here as well so we can keep this conversation going but phil thank you so much for this amazing conversation and the exclusive you're very welcome you're very welcome as well <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us for today's episode. Check the show notes at tygoodwin.com for links and resources. And be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating. Until next time, be brilliant, be bankable, and show up like a boss in your life and your business.